Hey guys, welcome to Monday's episode of the Chad Prather Show. It's party time. Let's get into it. We got a lot to do today. Uh, no way we'll get to everything. Disturbing. That's that's what it is. Disturbing. The uh, Nashville shooter's manifesto was uh, leaked to uh, Stephen Crowder. He of course posted it at 10 a.m. this morning, and um, <clears throat> I've shared it to my socials, Instagram and X at Watch Chad. If you have not seen it yet, you can go check it out. Uh, it is everything that we know the Department of Justice did not want released. Uh, it's exactly what we thought it would be. Um, it is obviously the mind of a lunatic, leftist, uh, self-loathing racist that, uh, you know, and I'm not sure how Steven got his hands on this. There's been some speculation. I don't know if Nashville PD leaked it to him. Well, I don't so know. The first, the first tweet I saw said Alex Jones. Mm had sources that were leaking it yeah and then i think that made its way to crowder there's a lot more coming out about this story that's which is good because it's not buried it's now they're forcing their hand i think they were hoping they could brush this under the rug and just let it go uh the doj does not does not want this information coming out the fbi does not want this coming out because it is exactly what we thought it would be um it's sad to read this. Um, I can't imagine being a parent or, or a loved one or a family member of the people of the six who died that day in Nashville at the Covenant School and having to see this. Um, and I will warn you, I'm going to read some of this. I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. It's pretty graphic. Um, you know, it's, it's notebook paper. Uh, obviously, it, it's, it's pretty strong stuff. You know, there's... Um, Death Day is, is written at the top, in the top margin. There is a gun with a bullseye drawn on there, and it's dated the 32723. Uh, today is the day. The day has finally come. Can't believe it's here. I uh, don't know how I was able to get this far, but here I am. A little nervous, but excited, too. Been excited for the past two weeks. There were several times I could have been caught, especially in the summer of 2021. See, and that's why they're, that's why they're scared, because this, this person – who, again, a female that identified as a male, transgender person, they were, this person was on the radar. Oh, yeah. I and, mean, I think, I think the initial coverage, it also said there was another school she tried to go at, mm -hmm. but they had armed guards, and she was like, well, I'm not going to do that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. If, if this information comes out, it's, it's again, but it's not surprising any of us that the FBI, because, again, like the main shooter, like we could list them off. They're all... yeah. They've all been a person of interest at some point in time. Uh, but she was obviously journaling in real time. Uh, she said, I'm almost an hour and seven minutes away. Can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm ready. I hope my victims aren't. My only fear is if anything goes wrong, I'll do my best uh, uh, to prevent any of the sort. God, let my wrath take over my anxiety. It might be 10 minutes tops. It might be three to seven. It's going to go quick. I hope I have a high death count ready to die ha ha um but then you get into what i think is the is the motives here i mean you kill those kids this was written on february 3rd 23 um those crackers going to private fancy schools with those fancy khakis and sports backpacks with their uh daddy's mustangs and convertibles fuck you little shits i wish to shoot you you weak ass 
dicks with your mop yellow hair. So again, you see the the racial overtones here of the white hate, self-loathing, whatever the guilt is, the white guilt that, that again is anti-privilege, anti-white, want to kill all you little crackers, bunch of little faggots with your white privileges. Uh, fuck you faggots. And it, 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 you know, I'm reading this because I think that you, you need to know the level of evil that's out there. That um, I mean, even had a a had a timetable for the day drawn out, and uh, and a and a plan, a strategy, and a plan with a. Uh, it, it's just it's disturbing to see this and we knew it was there but this level of evil and you have to realize how much how many more people out there are operating with the same type of mental illness um they're out there folks and it's a it's a sad deal i pray that by doing this the story doesn't get buried we can get to the bottom of it you know you talk about armed guards at schools y'all know my opinion i would i think every school should have armed guards i think there should be you know God knows there's a lot of retired military out there with special ops training who are sitting around with nothing to do. And they'd love to be part of what, you know, what they could be doing. And that is protecting our children. I mean, if I have to go through and get felt up at the airport and it takes me an hour to get through security to get to my gate. If I got to show up to the airport two hours early so that, you know, security and some some dude with a McDonald's addiction rubs my junk uh, and yells at me to put the piece of paper that was left in my pocket in a bin um i think we should be able to protect our kids you know if sporting events and dignitaries and politicians got armed guards then our kids sure as hell should against this level of hate and and again all those kids all the those kids weren't guilty of anything anything but this person's jealous rage they were victims of this person's jealous rage because for some reason uh she had guilt uh she had self-loathing and mental illness and she projected all of that hate onto innocent children and faculty members there at the covenant school and uh, if she'd have had her way she'd have killed every single person uh and it's a sad deal it's out there we're, we're living in a crazy world guys crazy world so when when the when the activists come out there and they want to spout off how they want to come and take your guns away your assault rifles whatever that may be not sure what an assault rifle is i i can assault you with a hammer with a baseball bat with a pipe bomb I, you know i can throw a rock at you and it's an assault rock but then they want to take that away. They don't want to deal with this level of mental illness that we see prevalent in our society. And I'm telling you, we are seeing it prevalent. When you got thousands upon thousands of people marching in the streets that are pro-Hamas under a Taliban flag, I mean, that's not only insanity, but pure ignorance. And it's out there, guys. It's out there in droves. When you see what happened the other night with the White House being stormed and, and you know, they're trying to invade the White House, they're pushing up against the gates, they're leaving bloody red handprints on the wall. And, and then defacing our monuments in Washington, D.C. This, 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 that's not peaceable assembly for protest. That's not what that is. That's, it's, it's, it's a violent mob. And can you only imagine what would have happened if they'd have gotten in to the White House grounds? Um, I mean, probably would not have gone very well for them. But let's say they were able to breach the White House walls. This, this would have been horrible nobody's ever going to say anything they're, they're waving a, a, a palestinian flag so they're not going to accuse them of being insurrectionists god forbid had they been you know wearing red maga hats 
you know, country it says make America great again. Imagine the outrage on the side of the progressive left. They just said, oh, these, they're trying it again. Insurrection, insurrection 2.0. Oh, here we go. But they're going to bury this thing. They're not going to do anything about it. As far as I know, the graffiti of free Palestine is still on the monuments. It's the painting is still on the wall. They didn't, they haven't cleaned that stuff off yet. They, they, Again, the lackadaisical attitude towards people who are dumb and ignorant, and in the case of this shooter, mentally ill in a big way. The, the fact that we continue to give a soft hand towards these this level of stupidity and unpatriotic activity and ways of thinking, these folks who would destroy our children, destroy a generation, destroy our history, destroy our future, destroy our country, and yet we continue to turn a blind eye. And we're not willing to get involved in the grassroots process of of trying to put the right people in office and and put the right people in a place to to affect true change and uh, and good laws and good bureaucracy and those things which keep this garbage out of our lives. Those type of people with common sense. We don't invest a dime in them. We don't we don't visit their websites to see what their policies are. And um, one of those candidates that we need to be paying attention to is Carrie Lake. She's going to join us in the next segment. Uh, She's running for Senate in the state of Arizona. And that's a border state, folks. That means it affects every single one of us. What happens at the border of Arizona affects every single one of us. And so many other things that happen in states like Arizona determine our future as a country. And we need to be paying attention because the crazies are out there. They want to kill us. The, the nut jobs are out there marching through the street, chanting death to America. Um, we know that our borders have been wide open. There are people who are here. There are people that are here that absolutely want to end our way of life. And uh, I mean, I've read there's so many things that are out there of people just truly coming after the way we do things. And they, they, don't, they don't like us. They don't like this country. And they're here. Um, I, I read a thing just this morning about, uh, I thought we had that story. I guess I dreamed it. But I read it in, in the news, a news article. I was going through some things about uh, they, they found a guy who was pro-Hamas who was already planning an attack. And they, I think they thwarted it, arrested him, um, like a major terrorist attack here in the United States. Evil is out there, folks. Evil and insanity is out there. So, you know, Bill Maher, I, I hate going back to Bill Maher always as the voice of reason. But you know, he can get away with saying some things because he continues to identify as a liberal. And uh, but he's jumped on some asses over the, um, you know, the folks who were um, talking about the anti-Semitism and, and for uh, celebrating Hamas. He, he really went after those dudes. And I say it's going to take guys like that who can who can come from that perspective and, you know, and call them down. And so I I hope more voices like that rise up, because, again, if I say it, it's hate speech. (laughs) Um, You know, um, one of his political science scientists, Ian Bremmer, was a guest on his show. He said, so you uh, he said, you can't tell me you don't think social media has made it much worse talking about the the so-called anti-Semitism and Bill Maher responded by saying, so you think that's the answer because it's got to be something about the Jews themselves because they were other people around the world who were oppressed. There are other colonized places, not that Israel colonized anything, but why this one place? 
says, why does this arouse, especially among young people? I mean, the young people who hated Trump because he wouldn't condemn the people with the tiki torches talking about Jews. You're the ones with the tiki torches now. That's strong language. That's strong language. Um, he, um, anyway, it, it's, it's amazing. It's going to take guys like that to call them out. Um, and, and again, I'm seeing the footage and the videos coming out. People are being attacked just for being Jewish, just for being in places where Jews gather. And uh, the anti-Semitism that's out there, it's a sad, sad deal. And um, uh, there's so much stuff we could talk about in that regard. Just, 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 let's just summarize it this way. The insanity is here. We've embraced it. We've allowed it to come in. We've ignored common sense. We've ignored critical thinking. Uh, and we're at a point now where the, the, just the crazies are running the, the mental patients are running the asylum. There's no reasoning with them. And, and they're, they're lathered up to a fever pitch, folks, and they don't like your way of living, your way of thinking. They don't like your idea of just, you know, living your life your way with your values. They, they're, 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 not just, they're not just disagreeing with you. They're downright offended by it, and they're ready to fight you over it. And that's where we are as a country. There's, there's no unity, uniting this unless people's eyes are truly open to the insanity that they're embracing. And God forbid something so tragic has to happen. These tragedies have to happen to open people's eyes. And, uh, you know, James Patterson, uh, you know, he, the, great, the great author, James Patterson, he, uh, who's, by the way, made a great living as a novelist killing people in his books, uh, he tweeted out the other day, he said, did not foresee assault rifles in, our, in the hands of our founding fathers did not foresee assault rifles in the hands of farm boys. No, I think that's actually what, exactly what they foresaw. Um, he said, I write about assault weapons more than I'd like to. I believe their place is in the hands of law officers and our military. Yeah, the ones trotting around under the pride flags and, you know, the FBI running recruiting uh, tents out there at the park to try to get new agents and they're they're all doing it in the name of pride i saw that over the weekend that's just encourages the shit out of me so i don't understand why anybody else needs to have a machine gun i'm 99.999 percent sure that tom jefferson ben franklin washington and adams boys did not foresee assault rifles in the hand of farm boys back in the 18th century i bet you they wish they would have had them back then when they were, you know, fighting the greatest uh, superpower the globe knew at the point, the British Empire, I, the, um, I, I bet they, yeah, I, I bet they do wish they had that um, instead of muskets and flintlock pistols. So anyway, uh, insanity's out there, folks. It's out there. And I wish we'd had some of those guns in the right hands earlier that day at Covenant School because this person was on the radar. The FBI knew about this person. And the fact that it took them however long, 10 minutes to, to neutralize that threat and that danger was too long, in my opinion. Hey, guys, for 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. We have been uh, we've been great supporters of theirs because they've been great supporters of our show. But they also provide such an amazing service that's backed up by values. So I'm proud of Patriot Mobile. They offer dependable nationwide coverage to give you the ability to access all three major networks that you can choose from, which means you'll get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending that message that you support the things you value, religious freedom, 
free speech, sanctity of life, Second Amendment, our military, first responders. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team that makes switching easy. You can keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Their team will help you do that. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Chad, or you can call them 972-PATRIOT. You get free activation when you use offer code CHAD. I spell it Chad. So join me. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com. That's PatriotMobile.com or call them at 972-PATRIOT. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Our very good friend, Carrie Lake, is with us. She joins us via Skype. Uh, How are you? (laughs) How are you? I'm doing well. We're back in the arena, um, throwing a few swings here and there, and uh, really trying to take back our government for we the people. I, and I, so I, I'm. I never. I never got out of politics. I never <laughs> even wanted to be in politics, and here I am, still in it. But I feel that we're on the right path, and that America is uh, really ready for a change. And I want to help usher in that change. I agree with you. Uh, we were talking before we went on, and I said, "You, you are a glutton for punishment." But I think we all are. I think. I think it's. I think it's worth a worthwhile cause this country to fight for this country. Yes. You've decided to to run for Senate in Arizona. Um, Tell me, tell me the the landscape. Uh, what what does that race look like now? Because the current incumbent, who is now an independent, was a Democrat, Kristen Cinema. Do we know mm-hmm. if she's even running again? I think everything's kind of pointing towards she is going to. But what what's the landscape with with what you're up against in this race? Well, if it's a three way race, it looks good for us. If it's a two way race, it looks good for us because the people of Arizona, frankly, of America, are so tired in the direction that the left has pulled us. They've pulled us right to the edge of a cliff, and we're already starting to go over that cliff. So we need some America First Republicans to start bringing us back up and then getting things set back on track. And and in the three-way race, it's it's uh, on the Democrat ticket. It's a guy named Ruben Gallego. He is a congressman, totally radical. Um, he's called himself a socialist Democrat. I think he's closer to a Marxist. And mm-hmm. I say that because of his voting record. I mean, he's, he's against law and order, you know, and he lives in one of the most dangerous districts in all of Arizona. He's done nothing to help the homeless. He's got the <laughs> fastest growing homeless population in the entire country in his district. He's been against the border wall, against securing the border. He's been for Joe Biden's dismal energy policy, which is what caused the inflation to start to go up in the first place and has made the cost of everything go up. And then it's also if she jumps in, which it looks like she will, the incumbent Kirsten Sinema, mm-hmm. a lifelong Democrat who called herself the most liberal legislator in all of Arizona, who started to look and realize she can't win again as a Democrat. So she's now a chameleon and trying to convince people she's a moderate independent yeah. when she's voted with Joe Biden more often than even Bernie Sanders has. Wow. She's voted against securing the border. She's voted for this dismal energy policy. Uh, she's been a rubber stamp for, for Joe Biden and his reckless spending. So Arizona's ready for a change. And I am jumping in with the movement that we have, which is very powerful. It's a America first movement, an Arizona first movement of we the people. And we, we cultivated that frankly, from 27 years of covering Arizona as an honest journalist and then from running uh, an incredible campaign for governor here in 2022. So we're taking all of that energy. We're going to throw it into the U.S. Senate. And, Chad, we have an excellent opportunity to take back a seat from the radical Democrats, get it in the Republican column, and more importantly, get President Trump's America First agenda passed and moving forward 
to save this country. Arizona is a great state. I always enjoy my time there. The people are always gracious and friendly. But like everywhere else, it seems that um, the the radical progressive leftist movements are kind of taking over our cities and and influencing so much of the direction that our states are going. And it's unfortunate. Um, Mm -hmm. Why does Arizona matter to people who aren't in Arizona, people who live in other states? Why does this race matter to them? Well, why does Arizona matter and why does this race matter? There's two kind of different answers there. Why does Arizona matter? Arizona is a border state Mm -hmm. and we have a wide open border. And if we can get some reasonable people to do the right thing for our country and our state, we can secure the border without the federal government. Of course, that was what my border plan was running for governor. I'm going to take that same tough, bold, aggressive policy on the border and make it into legislation in the U.S. Senate immediately. It's got to be priority number one to seal off this um, this border from all of the illegal activity from the cartels running the border to the child trafficking, human smuggling, drug smuggling. And you're very much familiar with that living in Texas. So that's why Arizona matters to the rest of the country. We don't want to be known as the the pipeline for fentanyl, which is killing a young generation. Mm. We don't want our state overrun with people coming in illegally, many of them who have um, motives that are anti-American. And so that's why Arizona matters. Why does this race matter? Because this is a race where we can take a seat back from the radical Democrats. Right now, we don't have majority control in the Senate. And we, with with Arizona, this Senate race, and why everybody across the country should care about this race, is we've got a really great shot at taking it back, bringing the majority back to the Republicans. And let me tell you why that's important. When President Trump gets in there, when it comes to Supreme Court picks, we got to have a majority in the Senate for that. We are going to need fighters in Washington, D.C. to help him take his incredible Agenda 47 to get America back on track Mm. and have fighters who are willing to do it. So it's a huge pickup for uh, the Senate. That's for sure. I uh, And it's scary, the world we're living in. Uh, I think a lot of people are looking uh, across the landscape of America and they're thinking, is this place redeemable anymore? Are we watching the fall of a republic? You know, when the city officials of New York City or Chicago or L.A. are saying we can't handle any more illegals in our in our cities, you know, any more migrants, that's their term. When the city of Denver, which is a sanctuary city, is handing out pamphlets at the southern border saying don't go to Denver. The hypocrisy of that is ridiculous, <laughs> but that's what they're doing. I, the, you know, when I say, you know, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, California, these border states are so critical to the rest of the country because New York's not a border state. Illinois is not a border state. Uh, but yet they're having a major migrant issue and, and it's everywhere. Right. So. Mm-hmm. So when I when I look at what you're what you're doing in running for the Senate and then you see the poll numbers and it depends on how you know polls are polls and it depends on how you interpret the polls and some of the more left-leaning rags that are out there are saying that Ruben Gallego is leading in those polls what's your interpretation of those polls I, I can't it's imagine so funny. I can't yeah. imagine that anybody would support Ruben Gallego as radical no. as he is with the border situation the way it is He's he's absolutely horrible. You're right. And he, his his answer, his answer to the border crisis is rather than, you know, if you've got an a artery that's been severed, you don't, you know, work with a paper towel trying to mop up the blood on the floor. You try to stop the bleeding. You get a tourniquet on it and you address the artery, right? His idea for the border is let's pump more money into these NGOs that are processing all of the people coming here illegally and and money for border 
uh, towns, which is important. We don't want these border towns hospitals to go mm-hmm. under and food banks to run dry with food and no no more food there. And and yeah, we can put band-aids on all that. We can pour more billions of dollars into that. But we have to secure the border first. Right. He doesn't understand that. I, actually, I do think he understands, Chad. He wants the border wide open. He wants to be able to just keep pumping money into these NGOs, the border communities, and not alleviate and solve the problem that requires us to put all that money there. And that's how the left works. They want to just disperse money and never deal with the problems. That's why the homeless crisis has gotten worse on our streets. There's so much money in the homeless industry. They don't really want to solve the problem. They just want to be able to hand out, dole out money to the social service agencies to put a Band-Aid on a problem that requires immediate surgical care. And we, America First Republicans, want to provide that surgical care so we don't have to continue to pour billions into uh, the symptoms of the problem. Let's address the problem. So, yeah, no no one's for him. But the polling, the media is so dishonest. I don't need to tell you that or your listeners. They will only put the polling out. And it's usually uh, really weak pollsters that are showing us behind because I've seen no fewer than eight polls recently that show that I not only win in a three-way race, but Mm. I win in a two-way race. The media is not interested in putting that out. And just like they're not interested in telling the truth about Kirsten Sinema being a radical, they're just, they're so worried, the media, about Trump getting back in office, getting people in office that cannot be bought, bribed blackmailed that are actually going to go to D.C. and do the work of the people. And that's how our government was designed. You you know, you you vote for me in Arizona. I will go to Washington, D.C. and do the work of the people of Arizona. And I I feel very confident in where we are in this race. It's critical. You know, obviously uh, what happened in 22, a year uh, this week, Mm. a year ago this week with our elections being a complete joke here in Maricopa County, we're still working to uh, push our cases through. We've got to have election reform. And not not just for Republican voters. I want election reform for Democrat and independent voters. And I think everyone should want that. So my cases are still moving forward. We're still working to um, get them through to the Arizona Supreme Court once again and to hopefully bring about some change before 24 Mm -hmm. so we can feel better, at least more confident in our election. And let's let's talk a little bit about that because I know that the polling out there is saying that that's one of critical that's one of the critical issues for voters is they don't believe their votes counting. Uh, and you I know you can't say a lot about it because you're still caught up in in legal cases and you're having to push that through. Um, but that's a very very strong thing on people's minds right now is do we have any form of election integrity right now? Um, and I, you know, I I reckon recognize and appreciate their sentiment in that regard. Um, Everywhere I go across the country, people are talking about it. I mean, I'll go and I will I'll do a speech on some of the key issues that we're facing border, mm-hmm. economy, energy, you know, and you can go on and on crime on our streets. And then I open it up for Q&A and I'll and I'll touch on the elections as well. I open it up for Q&A and every single question will be about elections, election integrity. Yeah. How do we get all these great policies in if we have elections that are not being run properly, fairly, honestly? Mm. And so it is a big issue. And that's why I've I've stayed steadfast in my cases. I've got, uh, we're about to 
um, file um, some new papers. <laughs> I wish I would have taken more law classes, by the way, <laughs> when I was in school. Um, in our original election case, which is at the appellate court right now, and we want to actually rush it through to the Supreme Court in Arizona because time is of the essence. Mm. We're a year away from this election, and we're finding out that some of the things they did where they literally broke open the voting machines Un- uh, cut through the seals, took out the memory wow. cards, put in new memory cards, and then rolled out non-functioning equipment in 60% of the polling locations. And they were all, they were 99% of them were Republican locations. So this is just egregious, brazen, um, absolute. I don't know how these people live with themselves. And we're <laughs> going to fight that. I'm not going to give up. And if people are interested in learning more or supporting our cases because our attorneys are under attack, they're trying to um, actually disbar my attorneys so that I don't have legal representation, you can go to SaveArizonaFund.com. We have a generous donor who wants to help uh, pay our legal fees to continue these cases, and and she will match up to $250,000 any donation that comes in. That's great. It takes money to hire attorneys, but I think these cases are important. Yeah. You know, I ran for governor here in a primary process that lasted 19 months for me, and it almost killed me. It made me age, uh, and I see you, and you just get younger and more robust and stronger, <laughs> and you shine. I want to talk about a little bit about uh, what you're up against and, and, and going forward. Talk about some of the criticisms that are out there and some of the endorsements. So but first, Carrie, let's take a quick break. Oh, hang tight. We'll be right back. We're uh, hanging out for a few minutes with uh, Senate candidate Arizona, Carrie Lake. And when I heard from you last week and I got the news that you were going to be running for Senate, I was so excited about this. Uh, A couple of random questions here, because one of the first things that that people said to me or they asked me, they said, so does that mean she's not going to be vice president? (laughs) (laughs) I said, I guess anything's possible. Who knows? Let's let's make her both of those things. Um, But you are Trump endorsed. And uh, I I was we were here a couple of weeks ago, ran into Sheriff Mark Lamb, who has thrown his hat Mm -hmm. in in the Republican race in the on that same in that same race, the Republican ticket on the same race. Um, and, and good for him. That's great. I think primaries are great. I think all of those things are great. The, the election process is a beautiful thing when it works properly. But I've given my endorsement to you, um, which I'm sure that'll push you right over the top. I'm sure that'll be that'll, going to. that'll make the whole thing because you got endorsed <laughs> by a B-level comedian in, in Texas. Uh, but but uh, Donald Trump has supported you consistently, very, been very outspoken on your side. Uh, I read an article today that was pure trash uh, early this morning, and it was in regards to the race in Arizona. And they said that the Trump endorsement may hurt you. How do you feel about Uh, that? I think it's the most valuable endorsement in the entire um, political world and and maybe in my entire lifetime. Mm. How how could a Trump endorsement, how could a man who gave up everything and uh, gave up a beautiful life to run for office, lived up to all the promises he promised the people, made our economy the strongest that it's ever been in my lifetime for every sector, not just Mm -hmm. the wealthy, 
But for the middle class, even people who were poor moved into the middle class. Didn't matter what your skin color was, your background was, your religion was. You were financially better off. We were safer with President Trump. Our border was more secure than I'd ever seen it. I'd been covering Arizona as a fair and honest journalist for 27 years. And most importantly, um, national security-wise, which is our government's job to make sure we're secure, we were at a level that I'd never seen before. And on a world stage, we were strong. Right now we're weak. We've got a feeble, uh, you know, dementia patient running the show. I think President Trump and the people of this country miss him. I'm honored to have his endorsement. He gave me that endorsement as I was announcing my run. I don't think he's ever done that before. He put a wonderful video out and uh, I have immense respect for him. And I believe that the endorsement will help me. And I believe that those lying Um, frankly, bastards in the fake news who write that it doesn't help, they know full well it is the greatest endorsement. They're just trying to set a lie out there. And if they push the lie along enough, they want to make it truth. It's called, uh, you know, brainwashing the public, gaslighting the public when they know full well. It's an incredible endorsement. I'm honored to have it. I tout that endorsement and I'll never shy away from telling people that I support President Trump. I love that. And and I respect that endorsement as well. I'm excited about it. I mean, I'm excited. I mean, you know, yesterday we, we were we're one year from the November election. Uh, so a lot can happen in 12 months. Uh, and they're certainly going after Trump. They're going after you. I can always tell who a person is by who their enemies are and what types of attacks they're receiving. Tell me this, though, how it let's say the legal cases that you're in there in Maricopa County, if they go through and you're successful in those and they discover that the, the gubernatorial election was fraudulent or, you know, it was it was tainted in some way by, um, you know, people meddling in it and you win that. How does that affect this race? How does I mean, what do they turn around and say? Carrie Lake's the governor of Arizona. I mean, what? what how does that? We live in a crazy world right now. This reality that Anything's we live in is possible. nuts. Yeah. Anything's possible. Well, we're pushing these cases forward because we want to make sure that our election 24 is safe. We mm-hmm. want to make sure our elect, you know, when people say don't talk about the elections, you're looking in the past. I go, no, uh, we're looking to the future. We want to make sure that in the future we have elections that are honest. Right. So I don't know what will happen. And I could sit here all day and think of all the hypotheticals. <laughs> but I do know that our case must go forward in order to restore faith in our elections. And, um, you know, you mentioned the VP thing. I think that's a creation of the media. I don't mm-hmm. even think President Trump's really thinking that much about it. And eventually he will come up with uh, the person he thinks is the right vice president. And I will tell you, I will show up with bells and whistles on to vote for President Trump and whomever he chooses for his vice president. He's so strong. He probably doesn't even need a vice president, (laughs) but he'll pick somebody that will help him. And um, I'm running for the United States Senate because I believe I can help my state and our country best there in the United States Senate, help get President Trump's agenda passed. And so I can spend a lot of time thinking of the what ifs, what if this happens, what if this doesn't happen. Um, But then what we're doing is we're focusing on things that may never ever come true. And we're stopping from focusing on the things that are important that we have to work on. That's one of the things I appreciate so much about you is even though you have a lot of balls in the air, you you remain singularly focused on your mission and the task at hand. I, I watched it as you ran for governor. I'm seeing it now. Uh, it, you are very mission specific. What what is the best thing? And, and I do encourage people if you if you're a Trump supporter, if you're tired of being called a, an extreme MAGA Republican, if all of these labels <laughs> that they're thro- throwing on us. 
everybody needs to get out there and do two things. One, they need to financially support you. That that that's it in in two places. They need to the legal team as well as yep. the campaign. Because what I learned, and this is what I wanted to ask you, we were talking during the break. Uh, this is what I want to ask you. People asked me, they said, are you going to run again for governor? I had a, a lot of support. We had a lot of influence. Even people that didn't necessarily vote for me still supported me in a big way because they appreciated the message that I was bringing from a non-politician mm-hmm. angle. I think that's what also made you such a firebrand and, and brought you into the limelight because you're, if you're just your boldest to say what was just true and not politically correct. And, and I appreciate that. Uh, but I've told people, I said, I don't think I would run again for that level of office because it's almost like they've got who they want their next candidate handpicked they're going to make sure they've got the name recognition they're going to make sure that they've got the funding it's a bottomless pit of cash that that even the republican party is willing to put behind them and it's almost like it is rigged but not in an illegal way but it's like they've got handpicked who their next candidate is, is is going to be uh it's interesting, like in your situation, one, do, do you feel like that's true? Because I could be wrong I, on that. I, I, do you feel like that's true? But also in Arizona with this, it looks like you don't have any establishment Republicans that are running. Uh, and so it's kind of a it's kind of a wide open race in that regard. What, what do you think? Well, it shows you the power of the America First movement. Um, and believe me, they were trying to get some of those other people to run and mm. they just kept looking at the polling and my polling is really, really high. And I'm proud of that. Mm. I, you know, I don't concentrate on the polls. The poll to me is is what the people say. And I spent so much many years in the people's homes here in Arizona as a journalist, a newswoman, um, that we have a relationship. And I cultivated that relationship and grew it even even closer to the people during the campaign for governor. And in the last year, as I fought for election elections and election reform that people know I'll never stop fighting for them. And so that is something very, very special. The poll numbers were showing that nobody in the Republican Party can beat me. And I and I shouldn't say beat me because it's never really been about me. It's been about us and the people of Arizona and the people want me to stay in politics. And I always you said you can judge somebody by the kind of enemies they have. Why are they trying so hard to keep President Trump off the ticket? Why are they trying to indict him, get him caught up in all this lawfare, arrest him, imprison him, stop him any way they can? They're doing the same thing to me. Those are the kind of people you want in politics, the people that can't be bribed, that are not controlled by that system that in the past has kind of handpicked this person will run against this person. We've got our money behind both of them and we're going to be just fine no matter which one wins because they're part of the swamp. And um, they've always been against populist candidates and there's a reason for that. It's really hard to rig an election when you have a populist, when the people Mm -hmm. show up and vote like they did in 2020 and 2022 here in Arizona. They show up in huge numbers to vote. And when the election doesn't go the way that the people know, know it should have gone because they can see with their own eyes what's really happening, it they start to question the elections. Right. And boy, have we struck a nerve. <laughs> have you noticed that you can't ask questions about the election without being uh, sued, attacked, indicted? Why can't we as Americans question our government? Why can't we question election officials when with our own eyes we see problems? Mm. That tells you everything. It tells you that our elections are truly in need of deep, deep reform. And it shouldn't be election month. We should get back to election day. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't count for two weeks. You should count for a few hours after election day and have the results out and be totally transparent so that if anybody does have questions, 
it's easy to spot what went wrong and um, you address what went wrong and fix it. Yeah. Tell me, tell me your websites. I know there's the one for the legal defense team. That yes. website is, 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 uh, save, save Arizona, Arizona fund, save Arizona fund, F U N D. And then you can go to Carrie Lake, dot com k-a-r-i-l-a-k-e.com if you're in arizona take two minutes get me on the ballot you just sign an online petition super easy you got to have those those names to get on the ballot Mm -hmm. we're just about there make a donation if you're anywhere across the country it takes money to run campaigns and my opponents are going to have the hedge fund billionaire money and they're also going to have the soros money and and the planned parenthood money and, and everything in between and i am being funded by we the people so right. a ten dollar monthly donation a ten uh, well a six thousand dollar donation would be appreciated <laughs> whatever you can give i'll take it because we need to win this and we have a really great shot at taking this seat back it's an investment in our future carrie lake you are a national treasure in my opinion you have my support you have my prayers and you have my financial support as well so god bless you and uh wow. thanks thanks for hanging out with us today and uh, keep us thank you so much chad Take care. And thank you for keeping us smiling and laughing. <laughs> I connected with you a couple days ago or a week or so ago, and I said, you made me laugh. And we need to remember that God gave us a sense of humor to use it to help alleviate the stress during these troubling times. And you are so needed. Your insight, your your humor is so needed right now. Thank you. Thank you. Don't you make me cry, Carrie. Don't make me cry. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it right here. That'll be embarrassing, too. Take care. I'm praying for you. Stay in touch. We'll talk to you again soon. Carrie Lake, everybody. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, guys, hold tight. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, you know, um, a lot of people still asking what happened in Maui, what really happened in Maui. In uh, August of, of this year, the wildfires in Lahaina, Maui, um, they happened. And there's a lot of mystery surrounding them. As you know, the Biden administration took like two weeks to even fly the president out there where he spent, I think, two days making a fool out of himself. But the events that led up to that wildfire, very unclear. We still don't know a lot of what happened. So um, they want you to forget. It's another one of those stories they want to sweep under the rug, but we haven't forgotten. And Blaze Media actually decided to go to Maui and expose the part of the story that has been buried. So we're revealing new things that have never been heard by the public, including audio from actual 911 calls. So it's an exclusive story. It's only on Blaze TV, and uh, it's the start of what we're calling Blaze Originals, a docu-series from Blaze TV. And it's only possible because of your support. If you aren't already a Blaze TV subscriber, go to blazetv.com to subscribe now so you don't miss the first episode, What Really Happened in Maui. Use promo code CHADPLUS, and it'll get you $36 off of your annual Blaze subscription. CHADPLUS is the promo code. Do it. Um, Carrie Lake is a gem. I love her. Um, she, She trips me out. She texts me. I got it like that. That's another reason I want her to be a senator so i could text the senator you know so i'd be like yeah let me talk to my friend in the senate see what i can get done but she's so funny dude i mean she's so straight-laced and serious when you're when you're talking to her because she's she's dead level focused man but when you're talking she's got such a sense of humor she's great i mean she's a real person and i love that and i read the 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 critics that come after her, and i'm like shut up um Here's my suggestion. I think that for every hostage that Hamas is holding in Gaza, 
if they, for every one hostage they give us, we'll give them a free Palestine, a hundred free Palestine protesters. We can one we could, for a hundred. We could up those numbers. We could do it. Yeah, I'm being conservative. But for every one hostage they give us, we'll give them a hundred. Now they can use those people however they want to use them. They can they can make them freedom fighters and use them as human shields. <laughs> they could use them as human shields. <laughs> um, we'll start with the gays. Yeah, well, they're very ad- they're about it, right? They're all about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that they would love to see how many of them have a fear of heights first. <laughs> uh, and their well, parachute training usually doesn't include the parachute. Yeah, they should hope the IDF levels the tall buildings. Yes, so it's a shorter drop. Yes, it's so. <laughs> I'm just saying one for a hundred. See, see, if I was the president of the United States, this deal would already be done. Like, you want hostages? Here, let's up the ante. We'll give you more people. And I, I'm sure they'll train you in their, in their little, um, you know, open-air training sessions out there and teach you how to blow yourself up and paraglide. I mean, it sounds like a time at the beach to me, really. <laughs> I mean, from the river to the sea, it'll give you a mission because, obviously, uh, World of Warcraft and mine crap whatever that game is and minecraft <laughs> minecraft yeah. yeah and um uh, grand theft auto is just boring the shit out of you kids so we're gonna send you to a real place with real life action they'll give you a gun it's probably covered in rust but you can you know lube it up with your uh, with your spittle from your screams and shouts you know from the river to the sea i'm sure you'd be fine over there but that's that's my offer I don't have the authority to carry that out, but I'm just putting it out in the ether and saying that's a good idea. It's a good idea. And uh, there's so much we'll have to get into tomorrow because we're, we're going to run out of time. But there's so many things. I, I still want to talk about uh, Tucker Carlson, who is the boss. I mean, he, he's just the goat, man, who sat down with Theo, Theo Vaughn. That was a funny interview, dude. It was good. It's very real. And we've got some clips from that uh, we'll, we'll play for you tomorrow. But, um, yeah, I, it, you know, it's insane, dude. The world we're living in, it is crazy, 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 crazy. We had an incredible weekend, though, in, um, at the uh, Looney Bin. Five shows, three nights there in Tulsa, Oklahoma this past weekend. Absolutely, insanely crazy. And um, we just had a good time. We had a blast. And um, I think four of the five shows shows were sold out this weekend saturday night one night only um we're up against a couple of major fundraisers they're holding in wichita kansas but we'll be at century two jesse payton and i doing comedy for a couple hours there at century two still some tickets available for that you can go to watchchad.com that's where all the fun stuff is next week we're in i'm in tomball texas with a comedy show as well as uh, marble falls texas i got a huge announcement that i got to make in the uh in the next segment here next segment now i need you to cut that for one little clip that i can use on social media you'll see when i make the announcement so don't go anywhere quick break big announcement we'll be right back Hey guys, you know uh, my apparel brand, 76forever.com. When you go over there, we're always giving things away. And we've recently discovered that we have a winner for the e-bike, the electric bike, which is such a cool little gadget, man. It is so much fun. We have a winner. And the winner is Jessica Palmer. Jessica Palmer, Texarkana, Texas. And uh, she purchased 20 of our Hold the Line coins, and she is the big winner 
of, a, of an e-bike that's valued at about $3,000. So, Jessica, congratulations. That's what happens when you shop with Chad, baby. 76forever.com. It's good stuff. Um, I will tell you this. They, like they, Graham Allen's always giving away a Jeep. And the Hodge twins are always giving away Ford Raptors and Broncos. I give away e-bikes. We're getting there. You <laughs> We're know? getting there. Look, when there. we go to war with Iran and gas costs ten dollars a gallon, yeah, that's See, gonna be the smart move. I'm the forward thinker. <laughs> I'm the forward thinker, and everybody's like, "Why would you give away an e-bike? We don't eat anything. You about to eat a lot. <laughs> you about to be eating a whole bunch, Jack." <laughs> So uh, congratulations to Jessica Palmer. If y'all go shopping at 76forever.com, maybe we'll start giving away Jeeps and Broncos and trucks. Hey, you know what you could do, though? You could also go over to chadonblaze.com because it's almost Christmas time again, and we still have our Big Nick Energy with Santa Claus on there from the Chad Prather Show. Big Nick Energy. And I'm pissed at some of y'all because y'all keep going over there and clicking my pre-save link for the new song, I'd Be Jolly Too, but you're not following through and pre-saving. 2,500 people have visited the link. Only 74 people pre-saved the song. Come on. Come on. You're killing me. All right. Tomorrow's Tuesday. That will be Monday's Hangover. We'll get into some stuff. Take care of yourself tonight. We'll see you then. We love you. God bless you. Bye.